stupid agenda. I like to be too gasoline. In conspiracy, worry about those that do. Well, because it's harming the country. to ask you how you got your Lime show, but I was like, it's probably going to be a boring story. <laughs> My finger. I'm, I was wrong. But was it cool? Man, pretty fucking And cool. I kick it. Well, I guess we can. Well, now that we've established that everyone can kick it, I guess we should get started. Uh, I'm the chaplain today, so I guess I'll lead us all in an invocation if we could mm-hmm. all close our eyes and bow our heads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dear Lord, it's time. It's time to pull back the veil, lift the curtain, and let us all into the next level, okay? I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this beta level life. All right. I want I want the next version. I want I want uh adjustable height day to day. I want flight, okay? I want to be able to see through things and into hearts. Um <laughs> I want to bring back people from the dead momentarily. I know you can do all these things for me and you're choosing not to and I'm taking offense and it's getting hard not to take it personally when you just listen to me and don't answer any of my pleas. Amen. 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 Well. Jake's Jake's openers are getting increasingly desperate. (laughs) Well, it's not even desperate. It's like somebody who's becoming unhinged with (laughs) with the nature of their reality and or uh, their... Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the theme for this As podcast does that ruin the whole episode. <laughs> the theme for this no. podcast is sports. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everyone to the meeting, the first and only weekly podcast uh, featuring uh, conspiracy. Conspiracies, of course, myself, Jake Ediger. Hi, Jazaller. Hey, Romy. Hey, Eric Ray. And sitting in for Hannah Breen today, the wonderful, the unique, the here. Daniel Balanov. That's me. Hi, guys. Hi. They replaced one white woman with another. Oh, sure. No, no, no. He said unique, though. Oh, he said unique. <laughs> I did say unique. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> are we ready to get started? Yeah, Marshall today is Joe. Joe, what yeah, are we talking about you. today? Today we're talking about magical accidents. We're talking about some of the coolest people in society. Magicians. Big nice. stage magicians. Mm-hmm. And times that they've fucked up to their, uh, to their death. Um, so just know as we talk about these that in every case somebody did lose a life and we should keep that in the back of our minds as we are in everything we talk to talk about today as we are actively as as we are actively mocking them for their failures just know that there was a death involved how many subjects have we done that are about a real life death Mm. oh man not enough probably not enough I think there's been one in each of them Mm -hmm. for sure listen if you deserve to die, we deserve to laugh at it. Exactly. <laughs> right? These guys. In the Darwin Awards. Really thinking they could just that. get off dying without any repercussions. You don't. But they don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah, dead, that's what man. we learn. Um, all right, so we're going to start with a man named Charles Rowan. Charles Rowan, <laughs> otherwise known as Carr the Magician or Carr the Mysterious, was a South African escape artist and magician. His main tricks were escaping from his straitjackets and jumping into piles of broken glass. <laughs> in 1930, Carr was performing in Springfontein, Orange Free State, South Africa. He was attempting a very dangerous stunt in which he was tied up in a straitjacket while a man drove straight at him in a car. The car approached 180 meters or 200 yards away, Thank accelerating you. to a speed of 72 kilometers per hour, 45 mph. Thank you. If you do the math, that would give Carr about 10 to 15 seconds to get out of the straight jack and get out of the car. Get out of the way of the car, but he was too slow. Car was <laughs> unable to escape in time, and he was run over by the car, which almost severed his legs. Oh, so these people don't actually die. I thought that they oh. did. So it was a oh. car hit oh, by a good car? For him. No, no, no. He was hit by a car in it with his body. No, but I'm saying his name is Car. His name is Car, oh, and yes, he was hit correct. by a car. Yeah. Little Car the Mysterious. Uh, Not so mysterious anymore. <laughs> this happened in front exactly of a, where he is. This happened in front of a large group of people, including small children. Before he died, he exonerated the driver of any wrongdoing. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the balls it has to take for you to get your leg severed in an accident like that, and then just immediately point the finger <laughs> like you fucking ruined it. I know. I know. Everybody's thinking, "Wow, that driver really screwed up." <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm kind of cool with it, even though he did. <laughs> <laughs> he lost his legs? Yeah, he got both of his legs severed by the car. So you think he was there? Car goes, and then everyone watching just saw two legs standing there? 
Like, well, oh, yeah, it was right. a monster truck. <laughs> <laughs> and they all clapped. <laughs> How Bring long did people trick. clapped before they understood <laughs> that it wasn't part of that the That wasn't the trick. Yeah. Uh, do you think people would think a magic trick is still happening if a man just was, like, hit by a car? Do you think there would be people who, like, politely clap out of confusion? <laughs> I bet there was... <laughs> I bet there's a lot of that at most magical, like, yeah. <laughs> accidents where people don't, like, just the nature of... A magic show you don't understand when the trick is over. Yeah. There's a lot of applause for dead bodies. I bet there was one person who freaked out and then another guy who was like, Don't be an idiot. It's not like it's not real. And, like, <laughs> and he's screaming for help and they're like, No, it's part of the it's part of the facade. The ambulance driver's like, I don't want to look like an idiot here. Like, it's fake. Just be sure and he runs over him too. <laughs> I exonerate you. I also like that one of his, I mean, it's like David Blaine. I, I like that one of his magic tricks was just jumping into broken glass. <laughs> but he's known for it. He's known for it specifically. Okar, the guy who jumps into glass? Yeah. yeah. Well, there are a lot well, of... very mysterious. <laughs> there are a lot of ways to do dangerous-seeming stunts and tricks without actually having them be dangerous. Yeah. So if you don't do that and, you know... It's really unnecessary risk. Hey, Romy, it's actually pretty hard. Okay, so don't belittle him. Yeah. I don't know. If Romy did do magic. I, think. Think I guess we are, you are the match. one magician in the room. Yeah. Practicing. Mm. Are you <laughs> Shit. Hey, great object for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the next one is uh, Madame Delinsky, the gun trick. The what, I'm sorry, the who? It's the gun trick, obviously. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's when a magician yeah. pretends to be shot by a gun, giving the illusion that they have either stopped or caught the bullet with their body. This trick, uh, especially the bullet-catching variation, is one of the most dangerous tricks in a magician's repertoire. Despite the gun trick being an illusion, it still puts the magician in harm's way. Mm-hmm. One of the most notable deaths happened when a Polish magician and his wife, Madame Delinsky, were performing in Armstadt, Germany, for Prince Schwarzenberg Sondenhausen <laughs> in November 1820. Notorious magic hound. Delinsky would face a firing squad of six men stopping all the bullets. The Delinskys asked the soldiers to insert a blank load into the rifle. One soldier did not and fired a live round, and <laughs> yeah. Delinsky was shot in the abdomen and died two days later. Ooh. Wow. The bullet catch is, I think, the the, the most caused the most deaths deaths in magic history. It's like the most popular, one of the most popular tricks. I've always always done it. Like the prestige sort of shows. Yeah, yeah I remember okay, Michael Caine tre- yeah, teaching yeah. me about it. Yeah. Like when they were filming the movie The Crow and he was trying to do magic on set. <laughs> He's like this. No, no, careful. This is the most dangerous magic trick. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on. I know it's for a movie. I am Bra- uh, Bruce Lee's son, though. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he introduced himself. <laughs> Never by his first name. Uh, well, you think that one soldier who didn't load a blank in was just like, oh, he knew. I don't fucking tell this guy how to do magic. I don't know what <laughs> he's going to tell me how to operate my firearm. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this guy. I always like, I, I feel like it takes the, it's a really shitty type of person, I think, that just like tries to uh, catch people out in a performance and ruin it in general. But then people who would do that in a one that is risky, like if I'm a volunteer in a magic act and they're like, we're shooting a gun, I'm like, I'm going to ask every single thing I do. I'm like, is this what you wanted? Like, can I hold the, can <laughs> right, I hold right, it like right. this? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, whereas to be the type of person who still wants to like trick the person, even if that means they die. Like, I think you're coming from a place of respect for the craft. Mm-hmm. I um, definitely, but this guy, what was the, the prince's name? The prince. Oh, the prince's name was, uh, Arnst, uh, no, that's the town. Prince Schwarzenberg Soudenhaus. So this guy has spent his life grinding through the life of uh, a soldier at the time to work his way up to court detail at Prince uh, the Prince Schwarzenberg Sound. He's in the Schwarzenberg court, and some Polish magician comes up and tells him to not load his gun. Suspicious. Mm. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he really believed in magic so much that he was just like, <laughs> He's gonna be fine. He's a magician. He's like yeah. he's already like found my card. He's I don't like, know oh why. yeah, he's... a blank <laughs> wink. He already cut her in half, and she's fine. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a tiny bullet. All right. So next on the list is Benjamin Rucker. No relation to Darius. Benjamin Rucker, who performed <laughs> under the stage name Black Herman, is a bit different than the other magicians here because he sure died of no relation to Darius Rucker. <laughs> Uh, because he died of natural causes, although nobody believed it. Black Herman was the preeminent African-American magician of the time. Because of the Jim Crow laws, he played to most black audiences in the South, but was popular elsewhere. 
One of his signature illusions, which he used to promote his upcoming shows, was being buried alive in the exhum three days later. That is why no one believed him when he really died and had a heart attack at the end of one of his so shows. Uh, using the disbelief to his advantage, Black Herman's promoters charged people to get into the funeral to see that Black Herman was, in fact, dead. Wow. Jesus. What? Yeah. What a life. Man. Also, uh, I mean, that's pretty... Was he one of the first people to do the Buried Alive thing? I mean, definitely before David Blaine. I know... <laughs> I don't know. Houdini did it, I think. I don't know. When was Houdini around? Who knows? This doesn't give a time. Oh, 1934, <laughs> so this was after Houdini. Mm. So, stealing bits. I don't know. Also, I think, like, he could still come back, right? So, let's not... Let's not Rucker? Say, let's, let's not presume he blew the trick yet. That's you know? a good point. Yeah, it could still be part it of the He could trick. be playing the long game. The very long game. You should go dig up his grave just to make sure he's not slamming on the inside of the casket like Ryan Reynolds in that film. Mm, what mm. film? I couldn't tell you the name of it. I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know. This is the one with Sandra Bullock. I'm going to be honest, I don't even girl? know if it's a real thing. <laughs> it's just your dream. Yeah. Oh, Eric, if you had to die doing one ma- magic trick, what magic trick would it be? It would be, you know the one where you have to, uh, where you show one person your card and then you pull it out of the deck and it's the same card? <laughs> you mean one. the magic trick? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the starter magic trick? Yeah. Yeah. It would be entry level magic. <laughs> I'd be like, is this your card? And then I'll pull it back towards me and it'll just slice my throat open. I think, is this your card? Nope. <laughs> my slice. <laughs> I'll just commit. Uh, what is it called? Hadakiri. Yeah. My <laughs> slight alt on that is just. This, uh, the slightly more pathetic trick, which is that it you have a deck, but it's all the same card. <laughs> so then you like guessed it, right? And then cut yourself with the card and die. But then everybody, as you're dying, is sees that the deck is it's all the same. <laughs> like, the oh, tr- my God. Uh, I'm going to oh, be. Oh, it's, oh. What a sad it wasn't trick. wasn't even real magic. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It didn't matter who pulled that card or what card they pulled. That guy was going to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> going through a real rough time. <laughs> All right, the next magician to kill themselves accidentally was Dr. Vivian Hensley. Dr. Vivian Hensley. Nothing puts a black stain on the world of magic like an amateur getting in over his head while trying to perform a dangerous trick. Ooh. 43-year-old Vivian Hensley was a dentist in Brisbane, Australia. As a dentist, he probably should have known the dangers of sticking non-food items in his mouth. But nevertheless, he died a very painful death from something he swallowed. Dr. Hensley was performing his own trick called the Swallowing the Rusty Razor Blade. <laughs> he was, and he was doing this with the audience of only his young son. Oh, no! Oh, that's not a trick! That's not a trick! He did the trick by pretending anything is a trick until it kills you. <laughs> he did the trick by pretending to slip the razor blade into his mouth while really putting it down the sleeve of his coat. Uh, while performing the trick, he slipped up and accidentally dropped the razor down his throat. His uh. wife made him eat cotton balls as she drove him to the hospital. <laughs> Despite a battery of x-rays and two bouts of surgeries, the doctors couldn't find the razor. <laughs> he what? died four days later. Jeez. Four days later. He's going to cotton balls. He's fucking eating oh. cotton balls. Imagine you're driving and you've got just a razor down yeah. your throat. The person's like, yeah, just keep eating cotton balls. They're like shoving cotton balls. <laughs> you're not swallowing them. I'm going to stop by McDonald's. You want McDonald's? Just keep eating these cotton balls. Just to get the cotton balls down. Just because, like, it just, clearly that's going to have no effect, but to, to make so, you to also hide have, the razor. No, well, no, everyone no, knows when you eat something sharp, you have to mellow it out with something soft. But it's not even sharp, it's rusty. So he probably died from tetanus, guys. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, why did he need a rusty one? Maybe I don't know, why did he have to do this, <laughs> this crazy thing in front of his son? Imagine the life that child leads now, having watched their father swallow a razor. He needed to learn discipline. He was acting out in school. Uh, you know the, you know the, the dad was way. like, the so, Giorgio, I heard you've been acting up in school. I learned this just for you. Kills himself. <laughs> Or even worse, the dad's like, I gotta get to work. And he's like, just one trick, dad. And he's like, I'm just, I'm a little tired. I, I don't have it in me today. Just it's my do birthday. it. Please. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> this was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I exonerate you. <laughs> I don't exonerate you. <laughs> I don't exonerate you. <laughs> oh, that fucking kid. Oh, that poor little Australian boy walking the streets of Brisbane. 
Uh, so number six is Janaka Ban Baznayake. Humans need water, food, and most importantly, air in order to live. Good things to know. <laughs> Which brings us to the sad tale of 24-year-old Janaka Baznayake from Sri Lanka. Nice. Baznayake was trying to beat the world record for longest time buried alive. Oh, another one. Oh, no. When most magicians do this, there's an escape illusion they perform so they don't actually spend time buried. The exception is David Blaine, who spent six days being buried alive. But he was with a professional team of experts. Baznayake was not a professional. Instead, on March 5th, 2012, he got his family to bury him in a pit three meters deep, ten feet, for those who don't know, deep, and then cover it with soil and wood. He was buried for seven and a half hours before being dug up. They found him not breathing and took him to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Sad thing is the Guinness Book of World Records doesn't even recognize this record because it's too dangerous and they don't want people to even attempt it. Who did he what piss the... off at Guinness? He literally <laughs> killed himself, and they didn't even put him in that fucking book. Also, I feel like if you're gonna like like if you're gonna do this sort of thing, and David Blaine is already attempting it, David Blaine's got the resources. Yeah, what kind he's of, gonna do yeah. it better eventually? What kind of asshole looks at David Blaine and and what he's doing and is like, yeah. I'll, I'll just, just try that. this out in my backyard. And again, I would argue this is not magic. This is just being able to survive in a box longer than other oh, people. It's not. It's not magic, but there's like a genre of stunt. There's a magical Houdini, thing to Houdini, it. Yeah. Houdini popularized, so it's like it's like escapes all that stuff or like endurance stuff. Houdini would do like holding his breath for long amounts of time, and like yeah. it's it's very intertwined. And anything Houdini did, people think of as like well, that's what realm. like David Blaine's whole thing is. He yeah. doesn't actually do magic tricks. No. Like he sews up his lips and like. Takes a card out oh, that somebody time, does. He 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 yeah. sat on top of a just like a of a column for mm-hmm. like a couple days. Remember that he just stood, stood, yeah, he stood. He stood and, sat, and then he column. jumped off into a pile of cardboard boxes. He did one called the. It was called the human uh, the human uh, fire extinguisher, where he drank like three gallons of water. That's and just then, crazy. And then like jettisoned it out of his mouth using his stomach muscles to put out a tower of fire which your body is not supposed to hold that amount so it is like impressive have you seen him do that same trick but he spits up a goldfish yeah. yes he did three goldfish for, for fucking uh, Dave Chappelle he did that oh yeah thing. he brought he he takes them out on stage and they're his daughter's goldfish you make sure you know that and then he eats them all He's and then throws them back goldfish. up it's crazy oh man I know a kid ate a goldfish once did he throw it back up? No. Is it David Did he Blaine? Chew? I knew a guy who ate a rusty razor. He had to eat a lot of cotton balls. Then was it your dad? About your dad? <laughs> it was my dad. It was my dad, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I was that child. Was <laughs> 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 oh, uh, the origin of crocodile Dundee? <laughs> God, if only. Also, so David, <laughs> the son of a dentist, David Blaine did um, <laughs> I like <laughs> only killing himself in front of a fucking suburb. I, I also like that it was. Uh, it said in the beginning, uh, this was a dentist, so he knew that putting dangerous things in his mouth was not safe. Right. Yeah, yeah. I was really he took he was every good. precaution, but you know what? A rusty razor. Yeah. He he would do it. You know, it would pass. It would pass the exam. <laughs> David Blaine also was the only, the only person who I know that. Like he sort of claims, at least, I still am not sure if it's true, but they did a real bullet catch where a bullet was actually shot at his face and survived. Of like, he like what put a slingshot? A, he put a metal cup in his mouth, mm. and then he like just stood there, and like the the thing was like he had to like not he had to pull the the like a string that was attached to the gun's trigger with his hand and make sure to not move at all. Um, otherwise, you know, if he like got scared and kind of flinched, it might just hit his face or not the middle of the cup and ostensibly just did it for real. But then it's also unclear. Like, does that, is mean, that just another layer of deception? Does that mean we yeah. don't have to mourn David Blaine when he dies? Yeah. He's asking to die. I think that we should have a, like, there should never be a picture of him dapping up Nipsey Hussle drawn once he dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have any of you guys been following the, uh, Kobe Bryant funeral coverage? No, there's just go season, on. There's a great photo. Some guy selling paintings outside the Staples Center, and it's just a Nipsey Hussle and Kobe Bryant. Those are sad, like my favorite thing. Is anybody who's died in the past year has to be dapping up Nipsey Hussle in some sort of. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, my favorite thing about that was, you know, Megan Rapino. She's like the soccer player yeah. and gay icon. She wrote this long paragraph when Nipsey Hussle died about like being one of her inspirations. It's like. You never listen to Nipsey Hussle. <laughs> like zero chance. 
Yeah, Nipsey Hussle had a surprisingly uh, far reach. Nipsey cultural Hussle, impact. Everyone, everyone grew up on Nipsey Hussle, apparently. <laughs> well, he was trying to bring the truth with Dr. Sebi. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Joe, Sam, we can't Sam. talk about Dr. Sebi. If I live, if, we will have a Dr. Sebi episode. <laughs> to bring it back to David Blaine, though. Yeah. For how much that guy is just out and out saying, I'm not doing magic. Yeah. Can we not just know 100%? He must be doing magic, right? Well, it must no, be a trick to it. There are a lot it. of things he's doing now. I think also That's just, the misdirection. Well, no one can levitate. I what? know that for a fact. I've seen Chris Angel do it half a dozen times. So David Blaine pivoted like definitely at a certain point because yeah. his stunts were the bigger deal. And also, I think with YouTube, like he's so popular, people are going to look it up like the trick solutions like you can sort of get if you if you want. So I think that's why he switched it up a little bit. But like most of the stuff he does is pretty like transparently legit i mean like i mean like here's my question his his last his last round of tricks right he did them all exclusively for celebrities why not like people in the general public because why did he go celebrities doing you know illusions? they're not a they're not a stooge like no but i'm pay saying off you can't pay off oprah to, to like lie oh i absolutely can yeah, yeah i definitely but it's, can. i absolutely can oprah oprah has far more to lose from breaching an nda than a dude on the street does. Yeah, I mean, I guess for me, but but if, but if it's a dude on the street, then how do you know it's not just some guy that, that was like a hired actor? Could change my answer to the magic trick that I want to... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Swallowing a gun. <laughs> What's that? What kind of gun? To make it disappear, like you put a... Uh, you have a gun in your hand and you're like, and I will put this scarf and like make it disappear, but the trick is you toss it in your mouth. Yeah, it's just <laughs> an outline of a revolver. <laughs> you just hold this scarf over your face. <laughs> Let me show you a trick, son. There is a trick that I that I, that I learned. <laughs> there is a trick that I learned at one point where you take like a rope. Balls in the hole. Honey, <laughs> put these con balls in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> there's a there's a trick I learned when I was uh, younger from this like magic book of with ropes. Yeah, and you, I, you wrap a rope around your neck and then yeah. tie it and then like pull it tight to uh-huh. like strangle yourself. But then like it goes like it doesn't. It just turns into a knot and it goes through your neck. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but right. the David Carradine. Yeah. <laughs> but it, uh... oh, I can't beat <laughs> off with doing this. I need both hands he's to do this. Like, damn, one of he's my goddamn wiener. trick ropes. <laughs> I can't get a proper O in years. <laughs> I keep splitting in half any time I hit the crux of the swing. <laughs> Romy. If, if you fuck up the rope a little bit, though, like you could, it, you can, just, it can sort of get caught, and you can give yourself a nice like. I love. <laughs> I absolutely love the idea of Romy's dad, Joel yeah. Sklar, superstar, walking in on Romy, <laughs> a rope like tightening around his in front of just, the mirror, and just being like, and just, just being like, like, son, I love whatever you're doing, Dad. I haven't quite gotten it yet. I did. The rope I did have to completely change identities to pretend that I was into magic after I was caught trying to. <laughs> so, I was just doing magic and then I had to learn. I'm not beating off. <laughs> All of this magical interest is just a cover up. That was years of cover up. Oh, man. Wow. At least you can finally be yourself now. Yeah, Joel. It's you've nice. got all that rope around your neck yep. now. You've finally. blossomed. <laughs> all right, five is Royden Joseph Gilbert <laughs> Raison de la Ganesta. <laughs> Royden Joseph Gilbert Raison de la Ganesta, or just Ganesta for short, was an American magician whose signature trick was the milk can or water barrel escape trick. The trick was escapist locked in a large milk can or water barrel filled with water. The trick is to get out before he or she drowns. Fortunately, in 1930, during the journey to the fateful performance, Ganesta's milk can was dented, which limited his space, preventing him from making his movements he needed to escape. He was unable to free himself, and he drowned. His death had a ripple effect, which contemporaries Ah. like Houdini used because it looked more dangerous and made him even more popular. So he was pre-Houdini? I guess. He was pre-Houdini? When did did Houdini (laughs) Houdini famously did that, that, that trick. But uh, very famously, that trick. Yeah, the, the big like metal can. You guys ever see that? Where like he's going in, you're, you're underwater. That's Warhol. Here's my question: No one could check that there was a dent in that can. It's like it's so easy. Six feet tall and <laughs> like made of metal. No one saw a dent. I also think, Gustav, yeah. my friend, you have to do one thing. You've got to check that there's no dents in that can. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll I'll do that. After he was him. like an unpaid intern. <laughs> Roger of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Gustav the English 
the young English intern. (laughs) (laughs) This is my intern, Gustav. He's getting college credit from Michigan. I check for debts. (laughs) (laughs) You sure do, Gustav. You sure do. All right. Next is Jeff Rayburn Hooper. Uh, July 7th, 1984, 23-year-old Jeff Rayburn Hooper was practicing an escape trick that he planned performing later that afternoon for the Winona Lake Bible Conference. Ooh, (laughs) big show. The trick involved escaping from shackles while being submerged in the lake. Unfortunately, Hooper would not make it to the performance. While rehearsing the stunt, Hooper handcuffed himself and jumped into Winona Lake outside of Fort Wayne, Indiana. And he swam out about 100 yards from shore. Hooper was able to free himself from the shackles. He surfaced and yelled to be assisted for help. But because of the high winds, he was unable to swim to shore. The wind was also a major problem when it came to helping him. As rescuers were unable to reach Hooper, he drowned in six feet of water. It's just Gustav trying to get out there with a sailboat. He keeps getting pushed back to shore. The wind's too high. I keep trying to scull. Help! Help! Oh, boy. Should have so much a smaller this, boat. So much of this podcast is just making fun of people who die. Imagine dying in six feet of water. Why, why, asshole, do you need to go into the middle of the lake to rehearse your trick? What what what's the different situation in the middle Listen, of the lake? When you get called up to perform for the Winona Lake Bible Conference, <laughs> you gotta be sure that you come fucking correct. Because yeah. if you're coming out there with weak shit and they know you got out too early, they're gonna laugh you straight out of that. What I assume is an RV camp. <laughs> if you're trying to convince a bunch of Jesus freaks that magic exists. You don't do it in a swimming pool. And you know, even if you make it, you're not going to be invited to the orgy. <laughs> oh, man. Harry Houdini famously had lots of orgies. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Harry Houdini also got a guy to punch him in the stomach and then died because of it. So I don't know. I don't know if we should be taking everything that he yeah. does. Harry Houdini's last words were, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> oh, Dude, boy. not seriously. No, do it hard. <laughs> Ow, dick. <laughs> All right, we've got Joseph W. Romy's so clearly a huge fan of Houdini. <laughs> Look, Harry Houdini, a.k.a. Erich Weiss, great guy. Oh, you knew him personally? Oh, yeah. Weiss? Weiss. A Jewish fellow? Oh, sure he was. was a Jewish fellow. <gasps> I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Good for him. Hungarian. Good for you. I believe. Good for us. Good for the people. Good for the people. Score one. Joseph W. You guys can have Chris Angel, though. <laughs> oh, man. I saw a Chris Angel a bit. I technically count him as Greek. <laughs> he is uh... a <laughs> very hard line of the Greek Orthodox. <laughs> We separate. They have a different Pope than us. <laughs> I'm not even going to go through the trouble of describing. It's the most absurd, embarrassing thing I've ever seen a professional entertainer do. Chris Angel's <laughs> latest stunt, which involves him trying to drive a car off a ramp, and then he's going to appear in a cage that's dangling from a helicopter, and he spends like six minutes of this video ramping up how... All the reasons it's real, all the camera angles he's going to have. You're never going to break eye contact with him. He drives at that ramp. A, like, iMovie flame effect engulfs all of the cameras. Yeah. And then he's just suddenly in the cage. It's, it's something fucking else. It's fucking camera effect city. And, and the, the, worst, the, like, the worst effect out of the whole thing is Chris Angel's, like, He's got the same thing. Who was that guy? Uh, uh, Rockalove. What was that guy's name? Brett oh, Michaels. Brett Michaels. Michaels. He's got the Just. same Brett Michaels like wig with a bandana over the yeah. wig to hide that it's a wig. My girlfriend in high school really <laughs> loved Chris Angel, and she'd be like, we'd be hanging out on a Friday night at her dad's house. And we'd just be sitting there watching it with him, and her dad would like turn and he'd be like, he's pretty good. And then she'd be like, yeah, he is good. And they'd both look at me and I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. It seems like he's just wearing a lot of makeup. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you want me to say, but this is all very depressing. What's oh, boy. Um, so the the next one is Joseph W. Burris. Let me guess. An escape artist? Let me guess. Buried alive? Right. Ooh, well, the picture is just... It's an open grave. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the writer of this article was just like, oh, no, they're buried alive. <laughs> 
A lifelong dream of 32-year-old Jer- Joseph the Amazing Joe Burris no. just to be more famous than his hero, Harry Houdini. On Halloween <laughs> night in 1992, the anniversary of Houdini's death, he attempted to try and escape. Houdini failed at being buried alive. Amazing Joe had himself handcuffed, locked in a homemade coffin, then placed in a grave two meters, seven feet deep, <laughs> and buried alive under seven tons... 7,000 pounds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> of dirt. That's not correct. Uh, and cement. 000. Amazingly, no one was able to convince him that it was impossible. <laughs> he needed some sort of illusion to come out of the trick alive. During his preparation, a reporter covering the story pointed out to him that cement dries quicker on the bottom than on the top. So even if he didn't get crushed to death, he'd still have to get through several feet of dirt before trying to break through a layer of cement that was fast hardening, all without running out of air. However, the cement was not even an issue for Burris. The dirt and cement collapsed on him, and he was crushed before leaving the coffin. Warning... The link points to a video show. Oh my God, we can watch the video. Because <laughs> oh, Joe's no, eyes got no, so excited. Oh, no. Well, it said watch at your own discretion, so they've left it up to me. I mean, it can't be that horrifying because it's just got to be like. Yeah, but I don't still know. Still video like, of a pile cement of cement. just goes down a little. Oh, well, that's... <laughs> 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 <Just> a tiny <laughs> human shaped <laughs> divot into cement. <laughs> And he was a little man, so it's not impressive. <laughs> you know what I take umbrage with is all these fucking superlatives. Amazing Joe, I don't like. Has he earned the amazing? If the one <laughs> trick he's known for is his death, I don't. I can't answer that. <laughs> I can't I can't answer those questions? It's just sad to see a fellow Joe die in a stupid. It's like Chris Angel really earned Mind Freak. He fucking got. He freaked my fucking mind. He freaked my mind. Freaked my mind. Would at what point does I mean the people around this guy become like criminally ne- negligent? Like, I think everybody if I watch, is implicated. If I watch someone slowly like kill themselves in an in a non magic context, I would be in some sort of trouble. Right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the Alex Honnold thing—the guy who did the free solo climb up El Capitan. Did he die finally? He didn't. But if he did, they they had this whole professional camera crew and they had all these like agreements like the way they were they were just gonna film him and they can they didn't want to like intervene but but i think he i think you're allowed to like take take risks with your own life like yeah you're, but you're like, all good the amazing joe didn't have a concrete company he hired someone to come and pour concrete on top of him what fucking concrete guy did that he just thought it was like a normal plot of <laughs> he just thought he, he was just, there for uh, a funeral he, he did this trick in like the unfinished foundation of a house Here's the thing. How many people were watching this trick is my question. <laughs> Just left Certain out well, on the rebar. <laughs> also, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. But it's one of those things that if I'm you succeed. You, you guess what? <laughs> like, that maybe news came. But, like, if you succeed, there's actually ways that you could, like, there's so many ways you could easily fake that and you wouldn't even have the credibility that it was done yeah. correctly. Like, so then, like, so then you're sort of, it's not even that big of a win if you succeed. I would have liked yeah, him to yeah, have just yeah. put a mannequin down there very clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Popped up from behind it's the like cement a sex truck. Doll. Yeah. <laughs> He's like wiping cement off his face. Oh, man. Oh, oh. It's so, so crazy down there. I barely had any air to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. William Ellsworth Robinson. William Ellsworth Robinson, otherwise known as Chung Ling Su was yeah. an American magician who adopted the persona of a Chinese magician and never broke character. This is crazy. Oh, he never Eric, spoke, this one's for you, Eric. He never spoke English on stage, and when speaking to journalists, he always used an interpreter. At the time of his death, he was one of the most famous magicians in the world. He was so like, he was just speaking gibberish to his interpreter? <laughs> this is before Mickey Rooney, so we didn't know it wasn't okay at the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we knew. Breakfast at Tiffany's was the turning point. The fateful accident happened at Wood Green Empire in London on March 23rd, 1918. Chung Ling Su was performing his version of the bullet catch. Yeah. God, they gotta figure out, they gotta uh, uh, figure something else out. What was Sadly, he did not point? have the gun cleaned out properly after oh, the last no. time he had performed the trick. This caused a buildup of gunpowder in the ramrod tube, which gave it enough force to launch the bullet into Chung Ling Su's chest. <laughs> Breaking character for the first time, he said, Oh my God, bring down the curtain. Something has happened. <laughs> He died the next day in the hospital. Just imagine, imagine you go in 1910, no. an American, never been out of the country. 
you go to see an authentically East Asian magician. Uh, he's wearing a robe with a fucking fake cue. Oh, he's definitely got the cue and the, the like everything's silk. He also played somebody much older. Like he played somebody who's like 80 years old, and that was also part of the deception. Because he did this oh, tricks. is this that guy from The Prestige? Yeah, yes, yes, that's yes, the yes, guy. That's what it says. Because he was a white racist. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did tricks that like you could only be feasibly done by somebody who's in really good shape. So then the whole act was that they were so old that he couldn't. Well, you know who was supposed to clean out the gun was the intern. Gustav. <laughs> Love the idea of just a magic. He's um, just jumping from magician to magician. Just <laughs> killing him time. Just fucking up every time. What do you think was the mo- the first the moment where he he sc- gets shot and then screams something's going wrong? What do you think people thought first? He's actually not Chinese or he got shot. <laughs> I think Chinese. I think everybody's got to be like, that man's a fucking liar. That was the show. It was horrible. That man died. But more importantly, he wasn't even Chinese. (laughs) Can you read his last words again? Yeah. Very Um, good. (laughs) Oh my God. Bring down the curtain. Something has happened. (laughs) That's like... Even in death, he didn't. Want, he didn't want to give up what had happened. Yeah. That's a good magician. He said, "Something's happened. Something's happened." Bring only, it down. If only he had done it in the accent. He's <laughs> such a hard man. Story not to do. Um, all right, the last one that we have is Sigmund Nierberger. Sigmund Nierberger, otherwise known as the Great Sigmund. Lafayette, was a great magician who was the highest paid magician of his time. The Great Lafayette loved that? animals. No, it doesn't say. Oh, 1911. Okay. The Great Eleven. Uh, the Great Eleven. Jesus. The Great Lafayette loved animals, but loved his terrier beauty most of all. Beauty was a gift from Harry Houdini. Man, he is in everything. He was a gift from Harry Houdini. Was <laughs> an admirer everyone. of the Great Lafayette. He lavished the dog with his own sweet five course meals and a diamond studded collar. Four days before the opening of his show in Edinburgh, Beauty died. Lafayette made a deal with the city council that he would allow his own body to be buried there when he died if they would consent to burying Beauty in the nearby Piers Hill Cemetery. On the opening night of the show, May 9th, 1911, there was a fire while he was performing his signature trick, The Lion's Bride. He managed to escape from the building, but ran back inside. He just submits to a lion. He managed to escape the building, but ran back inside to save a horse that was part of the show. (laughs) (laughs) Sides Lafayette, ten other people died. Oh, ten other people died because he was side doors had been locked tight before the show. Lafayette didn't want anybody sneaking in. His body was laid to rest beside his beloved dog. I would have liked them to be like, well, he never actually performed the trick. So we're not going to bury the dog. He he reneged on the deal. He reneged on the deal. So I assume, is there some reason why the list doesn't include Siegfried and Roy? Because now, well, this is all... deaths. I I guess the only death that didn't... There, the only one there there wasn't a death was the guy who got his legs amputated, and it never specifically but said he did whether he did or not. die. Did he? Because yeah. he said before the last thing he did before his death was exonerate the driver. Mm-hmm. No, he was. Dead. Oh right, I think he died later in life. Oh. Oh. Oh, years later. But there was it's a gr- years later. I'll finally just exonerate so you know, him. it wasn't the driver's. Who? Who? What? <laughs> what are you? Fucking... You've been legless since you were twenty. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Um, no one blinks. But him. Siegfried didn't want to, did one of Siegfried and Rod just get seriously mauled? Oh yeah, did you, they better, die? you better believe he got oh, mauled. Yeah. But no, did he die? Like... I thought he died. No, no, no. no, no. Wait, what happened? Well, what in many ways, his career died. Mm. Um, some of those guys who used to hang out with like white tigers in Vegas and stuff. They're like yeah. weird Germans. Uh, eventually, one of the white tigers just mauled the shit out of them. Oh yeah, that was time. that was the lion's bride trick <laughs> all along. And they, but they had a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, the well, back in the day, blind. a lot of magic was done in barns. Ah, <laughs> uh, that Charles Brown, we heard that. Uh, there's, there's. I have another list of ones that we can do. Uh, how much? No, we, we're, I think we we can yeah, move on good. to the closing ceremony. And that was it. That's it. Wow. Thank it. you for that, That's Joe. Uh, very yes. informative. Don't do magic. Oh, don't do Unless magic. Unless you want your death to be magical. <laughs> right, guys? You want your son to see you eat razor blades. <laughs> I mean, all of I feel like all of those, it, the, the line between magic trick and elaborate suicide <laughs> is real fuzzy <laughs> on a lot of those. Well, so one is illegal, one is art. 
so Penn and Teller, who are some of my favorite magicians, they they yeah. have a thing about this, and they 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 believe that it's like it's totally wrong to do any magic trick with any real risk, right? And they so they do it like a bullet catch, but it's like they it's in no way risky, and they like always like say that throughout, and they do all these other tricks, but like so they they like really criticize like David Blaine for doing all this stuff. And then other people, which I think is right. It's just like, it's not worth it. And then if you're an audience member, then you're forced to be like, I paid for this. Like, right. Uh, and then that, like, I encourage the person to I feel do like it. Penn, yeah. I feel like Penn Gillette is a noted libertarian, though. Wouldn't he want that to be everybody's right? Oh, he thinks it's their right, but he thinks it's, exactly he right. thinks it's like wrong to do it. But it's also his, br- I mean, his brand is to be anti I mean, their, their, their conceit is I'm lying to you. Yeah, exactly. But so, yeah, I mean, it definitely works with it, but I think they also kind of like, yeah, there's, there's like, there's like phony bullshit. And then there's also like the promise to the audience is like, it's not actually, we're not actually going to shoot, shoot yeah. you. So then it's sort of like lying to them when they're like, oh, they died. Like you didn't, you, you messed up the trick and you killed them. <laughs> oh, I mean, these poor unfortunate souls. They didn't know what was coming to them. But mm. you know what's coming to you all? A game. Oh. A thought experiment. That's right. I'm doing double duty today. I'm the game warden. Oh, oh. baby. And what we're going to do today, uh, another magical thing. Uh, mythical beasts. I'm sure you've heard of some of them. Mm-hmm. Hippogriffs, griffins, unicorns. I would like to just say that I, I draw the line between Harry Potter mythical and... Mythical throughout human, you know. Fair enough, but Hippogriff was an existing creature prior to Harry Potter. Oh. Yeah, do something new, <laughs> Just as Cerebus. Anyway, uh, what we're gonna do? I'm having a I'm having a Colosseum style Pokemon fight. Bring your best mythical animal. I want a Ooh. name. I want some okay. details, and I want to know what their fighting style is gonna be. I'll go first. <laughs> It's a combination between a crocodile, an alligator, and a dinosaur. It's called Tri-Lizard. <laughs> Tri- uh, the Tri-Lizard tournament. We all know about that. <laughs> it's from Harry Potter. Um, and what he does is he, he, he outwits his opponents. Um, he engages them in conversation and then gets them distracted and then strikes from behind. Oh, how does he do that, may I ask? Because it sounds like he's three very ineffectively moving lizards on land. That's what you think. Put into one. That's what you think. He's lying real still, real low. But he's incredibly he smart. Low. And he has he's very good yeah, social he skills. Just, like he, you ever talk to someone or just like, I, I wasn't even noticing time go by. It was just so, so, so engaging of a person. That's this monster. And then, um, and before you know it, feels uh, to me. (laughs) Wow! Thank you, thank you. Basically, before you know it, your 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 most of your body's already in the alligator. You don't even know you've been eaten. Oh, Mm. okay. So the conversational alligator, (laughs) try lizard. Hey, don't worry about me. I'm just uh, three lizards in one, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about that. The person's like, I'm I'm not gonna worry about you. Turns around, (laughs) next thing you know. Is it the best one? I don't know. Maybe, Could but it be. was the first one. Certainly, he's like. I guess if we're gonna go uh, with effectiveness of the battle uh, standards, I guess it would be like There's no wrong answer. It'd be like a war hawk, um, except where just like everything on this hawk is a weapon. Like it's it's like it's Every got feather. it's got blades as feathers. It's got guns as legs. It's got a laser beam as a beak. A it's true so American bird. It can also telepathically crush its enemy <laughs> with a strong brain, a strong computer brain. Um, and I think that it's almost just the perfect competitor because there's nothing like. Don't get me wrong, your lizard sounds very effective, but if this. Hawk is coming down out of the sky, also 30 feet wide, should have mentioned that in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and Hawk is coming down from the sky, he is going to dominate. So I would guess, yeah, the Warhawk. Okay, Tri-Lizard, Warhawk, what do you got, Romy? Um, I'm going to take a different route, Okay, and I'm going to go for the tie. So mine is going to be a virus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that uh, kills... It kills its host, but also, I mean, as the host dies, that is the moment that the virus, too, dies, unless it transmits to another host, uh-huh. in which case it would be the winner. So, at worst, I can tie. Right. And then maybe if I pass on to another host, that I'm, I'm sort of alive enough. What's the incubation period? 
Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I'd say unless there's if is there a time limit on the fight? I guess if your main goal is a death. Yeah. I mean, l- l- mythic it, mythic it up for me a little bit. What's <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, yeah. It almost seems like as something we've only discovered with science, the antithesis <laughs> of a mythical creature. So, I think I think we I think your guys are right. It's a bad answer. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a virus. It's a virus that, um, uh, you know, what it, it what it what it does is it is it gives its its uh, its host <laughs> magical powers. Oh, so. Sick. It's actually like in some ways sort of symbiotic. It really helps them. And the gambit is like you're gonna die. Yeah, you're gonna be killed by it. But you get years of magical abilities to to kind of max out the rest of your life. Hey Amen. You heard my prayer up top. I'll take it. Yeah. So it's really comes full circle. Jake, would you be willingly infected by this? I think this mm. is how it works. It's just mm. like mm. it's a gambit, right? They say like, hey, you wanna you wanna be infected by this virus? You have 15 great years. Yeah. Of uh, yeah. Of magic, but then I mean, if there's no like, if there's no like dip at the end, if it's like really a strong fifteen, and then I'm out, fine. If it's ten good, and then five like complicated years, it's a strong fifteen, <laughs> and then it's well, a strong fifteen. They... But the way like, the way it kills you, yeah. Like, what if they really zapping the show. TV with what your if finger? they give you like, what if they give you like the date where it's gonna start going down, and then they give you the option like, I mean, you can kill yourself. No, no. Here's what happens. <laughs> At 15 years, you have Joe, a magical ability. <laughs> At 15 years, it takes over your mind and it convinces you to attempt a bullet catch. <laughs> okay. And that's how you die. Interesting. The David Blaine syndrome. I like yeah. it. David. Okay. Try lizard. The David Blaine Warhawk. virus. <laughs> the David Blaine virus. Eric. Ray. Blow uh, me away. It's just a giraffe with a human penis. <laughs> <laughs> and its effectiveness is. Well, you're like. All right, time to murder this giraffe. Hold on. Is that a human penis? It's not that big on that giraffe, and it's human skin colored, and then next thing you know, you're being kicked in the face by a giraffe. Nice. So instead of conversation to distract, like the try try it's alligator, a penis. it's a human, it's a human penis. penis. Is that a cock? <laughs> I, do giraffe's penises look like human penises? Is this what a normal giraffe is? Has anyone seen a giraffe pen? They, these are the questions you're having right before you're kicked in the head by a giraffe. <laughs> I'd be a victim. <laughs> what if what if it's just like hidden by the the stomach because it's so small that like you don't even notice the penis? <laughs> like you're like, where's that penis? You, you don't even think, but you don't even think unless you're. That's lo- another question. So you loses- walk up to a giraffe, you're like, hold on, I'm about to kill this thing, but where's its penis? There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never kill an animal without first. So it doesn't its lose penis. its effectiveness without. The I penis. would never. I would never consider the possibility as a woman. <laughs> Guys, my mythical animal is a giraffe. <laughs> What's its name? I don't know, Tim. <laughs> Him. Not even gonna go uh, alliteration like Gary? No. Gary the giraffe? Gary the giraffe. Well, you like... think that's alliteration? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not? Not quite, buddy. Did I mix it up with the other thing? I don't. What other thing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Assonance, alliteration. The, the uh, things for poetry, you know? Mm-hmm, yeah. All right. That brings us to Danielle. Wow. I don't. I mean. Trying to think outside the box, I think I'd go psychological. Okay. Mm-hmm. So my uh, creature would just be like a really attractive human woman, and she would uh, show up at the battlefield, and she'd be like, "Oh, like you? Oh, you want to fight? Well, that's you didn't want to fight earlier at your friend's house when I wanted to bring up the fact that you weren't very nice to me earlier." And then you're like, "Can we like not do this right now? We're in the middle of something." And then she's like, "Well, you know." I- I want to do this right now, so let's fight. If you want to fight, let's fight. And you're like, babe, please. I, okay, fine. I take it back. Let's just go home. We'll, we'll put on a movie. We'll have a good time. And she's like, no, I want to do this right now. And then all <laughs> night, she's just pecking away at you, just pecking away until you slowly just either go crazy or take your own life. Or uh, maybe you inject yourself with Romy's virus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It could be a, a, a you know real like tag team. Operation, yeah. yeah. I think if we teamed up, especially with Eric's human penis, we could do anything. Well, I was going to ask you, how well do you think that uh, that creature is going to fare against either a warhawk or a human penis giraffe? You know, I think once you see her beauty, 
nothing can escape raw sexuality. Okay. Even yeah, yeah. even being of a different species. I guess I, I, guess exactly. I, I missed because how sexy Because you know what? Both the hawk and the giraffe still have human penises. I was going to say, I didn't mention that, but the hawk does have human <laughs> We all knew. Yeah. We, we all knew. knew. It was, okay. it was no, implied, It's yeah. its one weak spot. There's a moment in the battle where the warhawk and the giraffe oh. just look at each other from across the field and have a moment of understanding. <laughs> oh. The virus this also has a human penis. <laughs> <laughs> At least the DNA of a human penis. What about tri-lizard? He has three lizard penises there. So cool. And one human penis. And one human penis. <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot of good contenders. I don't know if there's a clear winner there. I feel like the virus is going to eventually win, right? And it seems like Warhawk and Giraffe might just end up on Danielle's side. And, Wouldn't be um, surprised if they end up banging themselves. I feel like Tri Lizard might just be kind of a bear and might just get ditched at the the when battlefield. You, as you say, Tri Lizard, I just keep hearing Tri Wizard tournament. Yeah, you're gonna hear what you're gonna hear, Romy. So, I just needed to point that out. There's Romy, nothing really there, but obsessed with magic. <laughs> Romy, <laughs> not obsessed with magic, Sklar. We should find the picture of Romy and put it up as our next pro. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Oh. How did you ever let that get taken? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that wasn't a candid shot of me yeah, doing magic know. as a child. That was, was, that was a, a comedy show. <laughs> I disagree. That was a, sh- a comedy show where Romy's like, guys, I gotta just let me do a set where I just do magic, please. <laughs> You'll be so impressed. I've learned so much. And they're like, we're trying the Herald. So, <laughs> no. And I have to wear a goatee. <laughs> wear it. I was, can't that a real, was that a real goatee? It was a real grotty. Grotty. <laughs> that was a real grotty. It was. Grotty. It, it was, was certainly a grotty. Oh. I, I actually, and there was some time between, like, when I, when I, I had to have it for a period of time before we could, like, take the photos and, like, do the show. And so I was walking around campus with this goatee. <laughs> oh, no. And, and it, like, I, I, I had it for, like, two, three days. And then after that, I just couldn't. It's a I statement, man. I couldn't stand. People know what you're about. Oh yeah, I get, the, goatee means about. that you're into '90s rock and roll. We had a boss oh. who had rocked a hard goatee. Oh yeah, we did. Oh man, I was waiting. To He's be- in Thailand now. <laughs> <laughs> what he is doing, I do not know. But I feel like he wherever to, he is, he is rocking that. Goatee. He went to Thailand with a backup plan in case he can't get out of Thailand. Oh, he, he did. <laughs> He went to Thailand with a backup plan of a contingency one extra week in case he gets the the Wuhan or the coronavirus. He's got a Wuhan party plan. Uh, so I think, yeah, I mean. Well, that's been a great meeting, guys. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we'll go around the table one more time. I've been Jake. I am Joe. Romy. Eric. Danielle. Thank you, Danielle, for joining us. Uh, find us online at Conspiracy Loves You or the meeting with conspiracy at gmail.com. Hit us up. Let us know what you want us to do. And have a magical evening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my God.